0: Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz with Information Security Media Group, and I'm going to be talking risk resilience and how to balance the two with Nick Beecher, Vice President of Cyber Security and ICT Solutions with Leonardo in the UK. Nick, thanks for being here today.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. So I'd like to talk to you about some of the top challenges the organizations that you're working with face. But just to set the tone. Leonardo, big business, which sectors are you
1: mostly playing in? So as a business, Leonardo, we work in space, uh, aerospace, defense, government and security systems, providing platform capability and enterprise protection to our customers.
0: A lot of the organizations you're working with, they won't be spring chickens when it comes to cyber or cybersecurity, but you're helping them with large projects, transformational projects in many cases.
1: Yeah, mostly um, we're working in a space that's already a brownfield site, and we're trying to help with the digital transformation and the effects that they're feeling from both the rapid change in cyber capability, from both being able to do more, but also the adversary being able to exploit more, and the ever-changing mandated legal space that they have to to meet and be governed on.
0: These days you hear a lot of attacks that have to do with critical national infrastructure, for example, things that have to do in the aeronautics space, for example. This is very valuable information. The defense sector is often hit, so security is a huge concern here. What are some of the risk challenges, risk appetite problems maybe that you're seeing? Has this been changing in recent years? Are organizations getting better at cybersecurity and how they need to address it?
1: I think in the last few years there's been a sea change in how cybersecurity is seen as a risk. It's now sat with the CISO but across the rest of the C-suite at the board level so that they understand that the information that they have is held by all these different systems. Where those systems join is points of weakness and how they protect that and how it's being exploited for both good and bad purposes has an effect on the risk uh, of the company and, and the products that they're using and making. You bring up defence as a point. Obviously, there are specific things in there that we help our customers with. But it's more about understanding the environment for the customer, uh, where they are, and trying to find a space where they can work in a manner that is as safe as possible with the technology and the funding they have.
0: Are there any common challenges you're seeing? This is a difficult question to ask because you work across so many sectors. Are there any common challenges though that you're seeing or common approaches, common projects that people are looking to do these days?
1: I think one of the challenges that we're always seeing is with digital transformation. There's a lot of projects going on and a lot of them start with we've got an old system, we need to update it. Uh, They found a Windows 3 server or something in the cupboard and they realize it's running their entire HR system. What do we do with that now? And then there's Trying to get people to not necessarily replace the box with another box to actually think about it in a more holistic manner to try and understand, okay, what can we do with our existing platforms to integrate that, to understand where we can put the cyber protection that's needed, and to actually lower the risk, because at the end of the day, we want the company to continue doing what the company's doing and not spend all of its time worrying about cyber risk.
0: The answers today
1: presumably might be different than five or ten
0: years ago. I mean, the cloud is certainly ascendant for a lot of things. You've told me that you're technology agnostic, for example. You're going to yeah. look at a lot of the options and then yeah. bring them back.
1: Yes. So cloud is a forever growing. It's not for everyone. And we're seeing a large rise in hybrid clouds especially with some of the legislation that's been passed for GDPR with people wanting to understand where their data is. And I think the hybrid model, along with large services that the cloud can produce and that elastic capability are going to be a very interesting way forward. It provides more challenges as to companies wanting to know where their data is and how they're going to protect it. But it's an interesting space. From a resilience standpoint, is
0: the cloud necessarily a bonus or what are some of the resilience types of discussions you're having? Because we've certainly seen some interesting attacks in the last couple of years, like Maersk, for example, that brought whole companies down
1: without warning. Yes. So it comes back to understanding of how your operations and procedures are. If you lose an area, can you have you got the redundancy and the resilience set up already so that you can flick across? You see in the trading space that companies in the City of London and New York have entire buildings ready for them to move to because if their building's damaged or they lose power or something, they they move out to one side. It's having to do the same for the electronic space, the virtual space. But the thing with cloud is you don't have to have that up and running. If you have the, uh, the virtualized sat there, you can just spin it up and off you go. So there is more expertise needed to understand how you do that quickly but the possibilities are much quicker for the CISO and the CFO to get the company back on the road and working. Merisk was very interesting given that they had an awful lot of ships sat outside Antwerp costing them money because No one could move them or get in or out while they sorted things out.
0: Well, they figured out what was in their shipping containers. Yes. So in terms of the defense sector, I would think from a security standpoint, they would be relatively savvy when it came to the employees that they have, or at least from a physical security standpoint. Are they in a better position, or are you having to have the same kinds of discussions with all of these different sectors that
1: you're touching when it comes to the role that obviously people play these days? We don't want to blame people for security incidents, but we do need to empower them. I think it's part of a, an education they're normally within the, the government and, and defence sector they have a higher s- a standard of mandation on their systems but it comes back to people and the training and understanding of where their information is but also understanding the information that comes at them when they're not always expecting it to be attacked. So we're seeing things like invoice fraud and the parcel delivery emails. And if it's something that is comforting and familiar, your human, your staff will click on the button. And then they might think, oh, actually, I didn't order from Amazon. I ordered from somebody else. So what's happened? And there's been some interesting things against a lot of UK companies with the, the parcel emails. And that Well, that's interesting to me because it's
0: low-tech,
1: yep. high-impact,
0: and if there were the right business processes in place, this higher level of thinking that we've been talking
1: about, you could have blocked it. Yes. But obviously, but, some are yeah. getting through. Some will always get through. Uh, Ian Levy at the recent Cyber UK event admitted that you know, there was one, it was a very carefully crafted one, and he had checked it, but it still got past him. So no matter what you do, There will be something because people will take the time and effort, but it's making sure that the staff as a whole are understanding the environment and the space they're in and they're able to, as you say, without blaming other people, to say, I think this one might be a problem or I click that one and highlighting it to the system without getting the blame. Moving more towards the aerospace model where there's a near-miss and there's a whole culture around open reporting so that everybody learns and everyone understands.
0: And responding to that and being transparent with the findings. Yeah, Talking about risk, talking about resilience, organizations need to make a choice. You can't protect against everything. Also, everything is an investment, so you need to figure out where you want to get that balance. Are organizations understanding that? I think of banks as understanding that, credit card fraud, for example. But when you're working with organizations more in the defense sector, Are they getting that trade-off that needs to happen with cybersecurity? You would never want to have to trade-off, but obviously you need to put certain resources in place, make sure they're doing what they're doing, have that almost feedback loop, like you were talking about, hopefully not with
1: an incident, just with regular checking. So I think it's coming, because part of the issue is understanding where all your information's held, how it's held, and actually where your supply chain comes into space. Because if Your key critical information is held by one of your supply partners or someone who's providing services to you. Have you got the contract in place that makes sure that they're protecting it, And do you know that? So defence firms, a lot of the larger system integrators like Leonardo, we have over 4,000 members of our supply chain. And it's learning where and how we can work with them to make sure that that we provide a safe product. And as we are a um, part of the supply chain to other people, we're safe to them as well. So it's learning, but only because people are beginning to talk about the information and the risk in a more measured way rather than it's a cyber attack. I think everyone has moved towards understanding that people need to be educated. We need to understand how you can mitigate the mechanisms by which these attacks flow, the technology, as we're seeing here at uh, InfoSec, is coming, and then it's how you deploy that and how you make sure that from the CEO down that there's a, an awareness of different things that could affect you, and also where is key to the business, what information uh, is key.
0: And like you say, looking at the ecosystem, your supplier, your supplier's supplier, which is, you mentioned Ian Levy before from the yeah. National Cybersecurity Agency, one of the things they were hammering home at Cyber UK was looking at your supply chain or trying to. Obviously it's challenging in many cases but but you need to start somewhere.
1: It is. Uh, Last year at Farnborough we as Leonardo highlighted our Farnborough 50 which was the top 50 supply companies to us. I think it's now the Farnborough 88 and I'm sure we'll have further expansion on that so that we have a better relationship with the supply chain and understand what it is and where we're connected and it comes back to the more connectedness of the way we do all our transactions. When you
0: talk about projects with businesses, how are they either justifying them, budgeting for them, how are they looking at them and deciding if it was you know, a good investment, what's the payoff, because obviously it isn't always a payoff, sometimes it's things don't happen.
1: And that's one of the really interesting challenges, especially with the CFOs, they've always had the CISO coming to them saying, I need to buy more network equipment, I need to buy more network equipment. And now it's, I need to buy more cyber protection. And it's showing that balance to them. I think the way we're seeing it is if you have a properly balanced cyber posture within the company, that you're able then to stop an attack and you're saving money by the effects because you're not allowing that to expand and you're allowing the company to continue working. One of the areas would be to show that compared to other areas you're either investing enough or you're not but if you're able to rather than spend that money on just cyber on its own because you're running a cyber project if you can put it into a transformational project part of the digitization of the company and look at where you can actually as part of a wider program put in that cyber protection and the resilience and the risk reduction then you should be able to see business benefit from other sectors as well, not just the if we are or when we are attacked, because everyone's being attacked. The effect is reduced or um, as low as possible.
0: And ideally, having the security discussion, thinking and attribute of a digital transformation project yeah. happening from the get-go, hopefully.
1: Then that would be really good. And one of the things that we have is there's a, as a there's been a culture to do things in-house, Because networks, you can plug together, you can create, but there's a lot of companies whose sole aim in life is not to be a security company. They have lots of other things they should be doing. So it's understanding now that there is there is a lot they can still do in-house, but some of the other stuff, why not use someone like Leonardo to provide that expertise because we're doing it all the time and we can do the uh, the standards and bring that in so that they've got that as a starter and therefore you're starting at a much higher position than you could be. Because they're now trying to reinvent the wheel. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel and they don't know what they don't know. We have people who continue to look all the time and see what's on the horizon so that we can then bring that in and understand what they've got, build it into their systems and help them along their digital transformation program as well. Well, Nick... Thank you so much for your
0: time and insights today.
1: No, Matthew, it's been really good to talk to you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you uh, soon.
0: That sounds great. I've been speaking with Nick Beecher of Leonardo. We've been talking about cybersecurity, risk, and resilience. I'm Matthew Schwartz with Information Security Media Group. Thank you very much for joining us.